Welcome or welcome to We Could Be Wrong, But Who Cares? With your host, Christopher Harris. This is Kevin. I am John. And Mike. That is putting some sauce on it, John. That was awesome. He really <laughs> socked it on, socked it in there. <laughs> I was John. all unenthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. I'm back, I guess. Um, but uh, I want to tell everyone we will be broadcasting on YouTube again. Uh, it was user's error why we're not back on. I take full accountability and responsibility for that. Um, I have received emails, guys. I keep on promising to read them. Please don't stop sending them. It's We're working very hard, guys. I've been working to try to get us back on air. Uh, you could email us at we could be wrong. We, at AOL.com, but that's not the email I want you to email. I'm so sorry. Please email us at mysakeproductions at gmail.com. That's mysakeproductions at gmail.com. Our website will also be up, and that is uh, We Could Be Wrong, and as well as that's, – so that's it. I'm just going to stop there. I don't want to confuse you guys. Sorry, guys. I'm still new to, the, to all this. Anyways, <clears throat> guys, welcome back to the show, and today we're going to actually have a real serious conversation about accountability, either the administration or us as Americans. The question is, is there a political party to blame or are is it us as Ameri- as Americans for the rise in, ch- in children's sex trafficking? As you know, it's Super Bowl weekend. And in Super Bowl weekend, sex trafficking and child sex trafficking is on the rise. Did you guys know that? Really? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know that. Well, I heard there's like a spike every year around the Super Bowl. It's like they're, you know, uh, you know, it's like the a party filled with excess. So this kind of attracts certain type of people. Yeah, when there are large gatherings, especially entertainment-wise, of people coming from all over the place, then unfortunately there seems to be a a uh, parallel in the rise of sex trafficking in general, but child trafficking as well. Yeah, the child part would be the one that I I wasn't aware of. Of course, you know the other part makes sense. You know, anytime you got money. Yeah. You know. So the the question is. Have we dropped the ball on this? As a society? As a society, or is it just, or is it, is it on us as Americans, or is it a political party? So I would, I would jump in and say the, the main cause is there is a definite war on children on the fact that they are being pressured to lose their innocence at an earlier age, the fact that there is entertainment that is directed towards them that shouldn't be, that's inappropriate for them, yet is forced on them. We have, we have things in schools that are being taught to them that shouldn't be taught to them. We have people, we're literally losing our objective morality. And just this past week, um, I was directed to two college professors who were giving Zoom classes and basically saying that pedophiles are misunderstood. This is, no. this is literal college professors that are, and these are not 
minor colleges. And I don't know that I want to say them because I don't, I don't want to direct people to them because it just made me so angry. But basically they were saying, oh, these people are just misunderstood. There shouldn't be anything wrong with this. Child sexuality should be, um, I can't remember the word, but yeah, uh, almost there's, there's like a nurtured or yes. things like that. It, and I just, I literally was just losing it right there. Like I wanted to just smash stuff from what these people were saying. And the reason, and you can say, oh, colleges are, you know, that's just an isolated piece. But these are people teaching people what, what happens in the college classroom doesn't necessarily stay there. If they're, if they're teaching people, hey, there's nothing wrong with pedophilia, and that gets out into society because those people who are taking those classes now believe that, that, and this is just one piece of all this stuff. I mean, you, you take a look at things like Netflix with that cuties movie that just, and I don't know where the court case is on that. I should have tried to follow up with that, but where they were having the private parts of kids showing on the movie, things no, like that. I don't think they, no, no. I, um, I, I know exactly what, what movie it's, it's a French film. It's called cuties and it fall. It's a coming of age film of a, preteen who joins a dance group um i refuse i refuse to watch the movie because it did sexualize kids mm-hmm. my mother and my wife watched it was and that the netflix one? yes it was yeah. the netflix one and right. um because i i didn't want to feel weird i didn't want it i was not interested in it but it was a movie to show how people sexualize these children uh, it, they did not show the private parts of uh, my wife would have told me they showed the private parts of kids. They did not show the private parts of kids. They did sexualize kids and it showed some of the perverted things of like dance show competitions or beauty con, you know, contests. But I, I, I don't think it, it went that far again. Uh, this is from what I understand from what my wife told me, my wife and my mother did watch it. So I just wanted to straighten that out because, uh, well, I wouldn't consider private parts. Anything close should be covering when they're walking in public. Okay. I would consider that to be private parts. I'm not talking about like a specific area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I'm, I don't want to get too graphic or anything like that. Cause I'm, I don't want to even go down that path, right, but right, that's right. what I would consider private. Okay. John, the peep. Um, so the colleges, the college people that were, you know, making these arguments, I don't really know you know, to what extent there is, I know there's definitely, I guess if you are tasked with trying to treat this ailment in some sort of way, sometimes you have to look at it from all sorts of different angles or whatever. Um, I mean, oh, so, these were not, yeah, these were not medical classes. Okay. It, it wasn't a psychology, or, a sociology class. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I saw that, John, um, and I'm going to name the college because I went there, believe it or not, for one year. Old Dominion, I believe. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's one of them. Okay, yeah. and I believe in that particular case, it was a person who had written a book, and I believe they were censured by the college immediately. I think it was, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure on that one. The second one, I don't know. And I do remember um, one of the things that that person in the book was talking about was that, they, you know, why are we calling it, um, you know, pedophilia? You know, it really, we need to soften the term. And I think the term he used was age attraction. Does that sound right to you? Minor minor attractive person. Your minor attraction, yeah, something like that. 
and he and definitely trying to soft sell it. I totally agree with you on that. But I do believe he was censured and ta- that thing was taken down immediately on the Old Dominion one. I don't know about the other incidents, but but yeah, it's out there. It happened. Well, that term minor attracted persons. Do you know who? Well, I don't know who the first person to come up with it is, but the first people that I understand started using that was from an article I read in the Wall Street Journal, and it was the group that was formerly known as NAMBLA. Oh, my God. I know what NAMBLA is. NAMBLA, yeah. You saw that South Park, too? No, NAMBLA was like a, a real organization from New York that believed in man-boy love. Right. But yeah. there was it's, the South about it's it. It's adult men and and children, basically boys, having a sexual relationship. It was a group that that's what they were, that's what they're all about, that's what they try to push and things like that. And they've renamed themselves because so to try to get a better thing. But they were the first people that I understand were starting to use that. And they tried to get into the Pride Parade in San Francisco. Oh, jeez. And yes. thankfully... I think that they cut them yes. and they didn't, they didn't do it. And I mean, it's just, th- this is the kind of stuff. I mean, we have, we have going back to what I was talking about. We have literally in this country, which is just, it blows my mind. We have sex ed classes for first graders. Now it's not science and they don't say, you know, put this here and put this here, but then they start to talk about, Oh, this is, this is, what happens when you fall in love and, and they start doing these generic conversations about where babies are made from. There was this big thing in Texas. There's this lawsuit that was going on in regards to a book. And I can't remember the book, but it was a book that was supposed to be uh, distributed in the district for their, for that library where uh, one of the readings from it was taken into a fourth grade classroom, but it describes anal sex. And this is, this this kind of stuff here, and I don't, you can say, oh, it's isolated, it's here, it's this and that. It's it it is a piece that is growing, and that is why I say that there is a loss of the objective morality in regards to children. Children should not be exposed to this kind of stuff. Okay, sp- and, I, and I would Sorry. spread that blame to a lot of different areas. Yes, that's exactly <clears throat> what 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 I want to ask you, John. Where do you, where is this coming from? Honestly, yes, it comes from the devil. How, how can I come from anywhere, any other position? If there is anything that would prove the existence of evil, yes, it is this kind of thing. I, there, but the devil you, influencing who a group, a you know, like who, who, who does the devil talk to? Like, how, how does this happen? Are you telling me the, go ahead? The darker I'm sorry. side, the darker sides of humans, the darker sides that are vulnerable to these kind of weaknesses is who the devil appeals to. We, we have a lot of different things. This is not, I don't think that, that you go, excuse me, I'm sorry uh, to cough there. Sorry about that. But you, every person has temptations that they deal with, whether it be, you know, lying, cheating, stealing, things like that. And if you start to give in to the lighter side of evil, then where you go is a stepping stone walking down the stairway to worse and worse things. And as a society, where we are going is not on an upward scale on this thing. We, we continue to, to have things 
that are getting progressively worse. And this, and all this stuff in regards to children is the perfect signpost saying, this is where we're going. So when you talk about who does the devil influence, yeah. the devil influences every person on earth, not by himself, obviously. He's not omniscient. He's not God. He can't do everything. He can't be everywhere at once. But there are, there are evil forces that go around and do these type of things. John, I have a question. Like, so what is like progressively worse from where, like what point is, was thing were things, because, you know, we had like child labor laws in the turn of the century and all these other different things. And I assume pedophilia also existed and maybe wasn't as documented. I mean, I assume they all didn't gather at the Super Bowl and everything, but like, <laughs> And where, funny. like, I'm saying, where, yeah, like, where are we going from, like, the good? The when did when were when when's the better time in this? Are you looking for a year? Because I relatively as yeah. we go as we go around and we have things that are progressive. You let's just take a let's take a big sample, right? Let's take the last seventy years. And let's go from 1950 to 2020. Post-World War II. Yeah, that's fair. So, because if we start to go too far back, if we start going to like the 500s and 900 BC, let's let's just stay away from that, right? Let's just take the last 70 years. It's a good round round piece of time. Where we talk about, there has there been some good that's happened? Yes. I'm not going to say that everything that's happened is bad. But when we start having, when if you take a look back in the 1950s, what was the murder rate in the high schools in the 1950s? What is the murder rate in high schools now? Sure. What, is, what was, how many times did you have people getting raped in schools in 1950 versus now? Uh, probably many, a lot, what's, John. What's the... I'm sorry, what's but that? most likely a lot, John. No, no, no. You, know, no, no, you, didn't, you didn't have a no. ton of rape in school in 1950. Okay, John, keep in mind, though, Uh you didn't even have the term juvenile delinquent until like 1957 or 1958. So you're really talking about a complete change of society from a rural to an urban setting. Kids used to do chores. Kids kids used to do chores. Kid went to school, da-da-da-da-da. And then all of a sudden, we we created a leisure class in America. A group of citizens who have who don't have to do anything anymore. Put that into your formula. Does that make sense? I no. see how I, I I see how that should be a factor. And I mean, I'll give murder in schools is going up, but like rape's kind of a thing that goes unreported. I'm just talking more about like thing, there is this idea. Yeah, that I have to agree with, with Kevin. Worse because like okay. there's there, there's many cases where like. In the 50s, you had, like, you know, the bad kids um, in high school most likely raping their high school sweetheart or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm sure that happened throughout time. I'm sure, I mean, you know, over-sexualized If you're asking, has happened. it ever happened, then I would say yes. But if you're if, – if the point that I'm making is that type of thing has gotten progressively worse, if you take a look at – since crime mm-hmm. statistics have been captured by the government, you yeah. can see a progressive increase in all violent crimes from that era to this era. 
That is not true. There was like 2,500 murders in New York in like 1991. There's like 500 now. Through like the late 70s and like East New York and all that, there there was it it was violent. Like the mid 70s, like the so. Hate. Now we're gonna now we're gonna take it. and We're gonna isolate it to one city. No. Well, no. It's or we're taking it, or we isolate, or we doing the the country. Early not maybe early nineties. The the murder rate was way higher. Sorry, guys. Let me bring it out. I didn't mean to go and you know take this off you know uh, uh, off the rails, but like I don't know if saying just the fifties was the pinnacle of like appropriate you know juvenile behavior. I know Mike just said. Uh, juvenile delinquent didn't didn't have that phrase didn't happen when in until the seventies you said again Mike what was that no no it was late fifties early sixties okay. they didn't even have a term until then is what I'm saying that's okay. all I'm saying which is part of what Sean's saying that wasn't a that wasn't a widespread issue that kids were out causing a lot of crime remember Rebel Without a Cause yeah I do that was a, that was a landmark movie because it was like one of the first times when you saw this group of teenagers mm-hmm. just going out and being destructive <clears throat> that kind didn't of thing like in the 50s didn't like teenagers beat up William Till and like throw him in a river it was the teenagers those were William uh, they Till were grown men. Uh, Emmett, <laughs> Emmett Till, Emmett Till? Emmett Till. Yeah, yeah those yeah. were grown but men that was yeah. That was race anyway. That yeah, was race. Yeah. Totally race. Yeah. Just still, we're just talking about times and you know, progress get things getting progressively okay, worse. Yeah, but you know what? I'm sorry, John. I actually make this go off the rails. Please continue. Can you please um let's let, let's go back to your point. Sorry, John. My point was we as a society, we are losing our objective morality. We are losing where okay. right and wrong are. In the past, no one would, no college professor would have ever dared to say, "Oh, pedophilia is misunderstood." Well, we could even, all even agree that, that pedophilia is not is misunderstood, is. correct? It's evil. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's all fair here, guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know how that. Yeah. yeah. Just, I, I just wanted to be clear. Anything other than yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. just want to make sure we're not giving any misinformation or saying anything outside. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, you know, I think in general, John, when I'm listening to you talk, I'm talking, you're, you're talking about the downfall of the family as well. I think a lot of that, uh, it correlates to the downfall of the values of America. Um, yeah, you know, I, would, I, would, I would agree with both of those things. I think both of those things can contribute yeah. to a loss of, of objective morality. Yeah, I, I, and I've used the example many times in my experiences. What I saw was um, watching kids. Mm-hmm. high schoolers and what they have to deal with and th- going back to my time in high school okay you know you, you learn how to drink experiment with sex you know in high school okay you know all these things start to come around you know when you're 16 17 years old well by the time i was finishing up my education those were all junior high issues by the time you, know? you finished so, off your high school education yeah. Yeah, those were no. By the time I got when I was teaching, okay, by the you. end toward my teaching career, okay, after after you know thirty years, you know those were junior high issues. So yeah. literally, literally, we'd stolen what three to four years of a of a child's youth. They didn't even get to be young. They didn't get to stay young. Is and, that because and, free and innocent? Is that is is that because of the shrinking of the working class? 
meaning no i think it's john's point class? about morality i think it's just a morality issue it became more accepted it's you, like you like john mentioned earlier you get i mean when you watch on tv uh 57 examples of people having sex and then you try to convince your 14 year old well you know it's not really healthy to have sex until you're able to have sex that's a pretty tough sell but you're you blaming know? it on tv now no i'm not i'm no, blaming that's it on, a on, symptom again oh, guys you, you these are influences Chris. okay hold, hold, on, hold on mike i am doing my best to represent our listening audience i'm okay, not i'm okay. not questioning you things i'm not trying to push okay. back on you i'm just saying these are questions i believe the audience will ask because that's well, these are that's in, all i'm understanding uh, tv and movies are influences okay but whose fault is that? that is that the tv and is that the industry's fault or is no. that a parent not paying attention to their child no, the, the, they wouldn't put out movies if nobody went to see them, right? You got to blame it on the on the people that are well. Then then they're only putting but, out the the. But my responsibility. They're only, the that, they're only putting out the messages that people are accepting. So when you see more and more more and more stuff on films and movies and that are accepted, that's how that that's how that shift. But changes. my responsibility as a parent is to make sure my kid's not going out and watching that. To be exposed to that, to feel like it's okay to go have sex at junior high. You don't even have to go out anymore, Chris. You turn on your own TV. If you're but, not okay, okay, so, I, I mean, am I am I wrong? And then I should know what my kid is watching. There's locks on the TV to prevent, you know, PG-13 rated type of or mature rated TV shows and stuff like that, right? Yep, yep. Okay, then even that's my own, job. Even, as my okay. as a parent, but but if I had to make a, a if you ask me, okay, what percentage of the parents are doing their job? Well, then that's the, I would, that's the parents. Would, okay, but that no. still makes John's point. Okay, we're we're getting away from the child trafficking and we're getting into child raising now. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's but we're trying to we're trying to pin blame and i and i mean i assume even with the child trafficking yes you know the fact that so many kids are getting kidnapped and this and that I'm, i would assume that they're not being watched properly and i'm so talking the, about I, i'm I, I guess i'm not being clear because i'm talking more of an or at least to me i'm talking more of an aspect of morality okay so let me sort How of morality is shifting our shift yeah, we've seen but, a major shift in morality but john's saying all of us need a pay closer focus to God or the Christian God. And not all of us are Christian. You know well, what I mean? Also, I have, a, I have a question though, but I, I thought, you know, in uh, social media and everyone's a snowflake and their feelings get hurt very easy. Is that like, wouldn't you assume that like, where's the moral decay coming from? Like if, if people are offended very easily, wouldn't that be like a cry out for higher morals? No, be the exact opposite. I see opposite. what you're saying. Oh, I why? Why would you say that, John? Be the exact opposite, because what do you have to do in order to not offend anyone? You have to accept everything. So if I think that, let's just like, let's let's say if I think that doing heroin is bad, mm -hmm. but there's another person who think heroin is good, and I say doing heroin is bad, and I offend them. In order to not offend them, I have to accept that heroin should be used. And obviously that's an extreme case. But in order to not offend somebody, you have to accept everything that they want you to okay. accept. So, so okay, if so everybody's a snowflake and everybody gets offended at every little thing, then you have to be willing to accept everything that they want to do 
in order to not offend them. And the other point that I would make is that, Chris, I actually never brought up God. But I think it's interesting that well, when you brought you up you brought up God because when you brought up, I brought the, up Satan, the, yeah, I brought exactly. Up the devil. So I, I would did. only think Satan would go hand in hand with God, right? That would be the yin to the yang, right? That's no, why it's not the opposite of Satan. Okay. Okay. Satan's God, just yeah, a fallen. God is, God is omniscient. God, God is everywhere. God knows everything. The the, the devil is a creation. He's not, he's not a God. He want, he wanted to be God, which resulted in the fall. So please go back to why you were surprised. I brought up God. I I, I kind of want to go. I kind of, no, I didn't, I wasn't surprised. Uh, okay. I would think that I would think that as people uh, with us, whether we accept the premise of God or not, if somebody talks about the devil, they automatically think about God. Yes. Well, I did. You cannot have evil if you don't have good to compare it with. I'm I'm with all that. Let's like bring everything kind of back into like the political realm and because everything is political now, and it, that is like a you know a horrible phrase, and everyone hates it or whatever. But like, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I you're saying all these things about how horrible pedophilia is, and I go, I completely agree yes. with that, and I don't understand how this issue becomes political, or does it even pump, become political? Like, well, it yeah, becomes. It, it becomes. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. No, no, you go, John. Go, Aww, It absolutely becomes political if you have people that are creating opportunity for those crimes to happen that are in political office. If you have people that are fighting against example? it, then you have. It does become a political issue because people say, "I'm sorry, not people say, but." If people are fighting against that in their politics, if this is an elected official and they are fighting against this thing, yes, it becomes political, but it's moral at the same time. Politics it, reflects the culture that, that is that electing those okay, people. You guys are talking over each other, and I don't know what's going on. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The last thing I said was politics reflects the culture of the people who are being elected. All right. I definitely agree. If people were running on a pro-pedophilia platform, that for sure would turn things political. I don't know if that. I don't know if we have any examples of that, though. Do we have an example of that, John? No, I don't think anybody runs on a pro-pedophilia. No, platform. no one does. I think he was making a joke. I think that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 he was making I a joke. Make you that there are I examples. Making... I would tell I you think... there are examples of where we have people who are in elected office that are making it easier for child trafficking to happen. Okay. Give us an example, please. <laughs> yes. Sorry, man. And I, I'm laughing because I don't think this is funny. I'm laughing at the fact that I think Kevin was telling a joke. It just it went the wrong way. Well, somehow you guys got me on John's side and I'm not sure I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Mike. No, uh, let me give the example. I, and, and yeah. I, I I mean, I don't think it's a clean example because I think in the bottom line, it's going to wash itself out. But, but um, uh, Art Newsom was criticized when he passed the law, uh, uh, I forget which one it was, AB something, basically about a year ago, which said uh, they were going to leave it up to judge discretion in, um, in cases of, and they call it pedophilia, in cases of older people uh, having sex with younger people and the rule was pretty much uh if there was a case of, of any anybody 
15 or older having sex with somebody 10 years older than that, they were automatically uh, sentenced. And the law changed it to where it gave judge discretion. And the idea behind changing the law was if a 17-year-old high school girl is having sex with her 19-year-old boyfriend, technically it meets the criterion of the law. Well, that should be left up to the discretion of the judge to say, you know, that's not particularly a case where it's going to go on his record that he's a, he's a sexual predator. Okay? But the criticism was that Newsom was perpetuating pedophilia. Does that, am I, do you remember that, John? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was, yeah. You're, the only thing I would say is I think it was 14. So a 24-year-old man could have sex with a 14-year-old girl, right. and the law did not treat that as if it was a crime. No, 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 no. It did. It did. It was just left it up to the discretion of the judge, John. It didn't say that it didn't treat it as a crime. And the well, other aspect. That that takes the law part out of it. That leaves it up to one person's discretion as to whether it's wrongdoing or not. There's no, there's no. no peace I, I don't ag- I don't agree because well, I maybe think in we the case of the look 20, up let me finish, law. Chris. Let me finish. In the case of the 24 year old and the 14 year old, that would be an easy call for the judge. But in the case of a 17 year old and a 19 year old, that's. Do you see those being exactly the same? Because I don't. In my mind, I don't see those being the difference between the the 14 and the 24. The other element of the law, it affected gay people because there was sodomy was written into that law and it didn't make any difference with sodomy. You automatically had the tag of sexual predator. So they took that part out of it in the sense of equalizing it to say, hey, okay. I have the law here. Isn't worse than that sex. I have the, 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 the law here and the age of 14. Uh, this uh, this law was uh, the name the title of it. I'm sorry is SB as in boy one four five. Okay, and pretty much what it what it did was th- the measure Senate Bill one forty five will amend existing sex laws that allows judges to decide whether adult convict of having sex of having a vaginal sexual intercourse with a minor should register as a sex offender in a case of in which the minor is 14 years years or older and the adult is more than 10 years older than the minor. Right. Okay. So the, the reason I was talking over you, Mike, is because we're kind of talking about a law that no one really knew. I wanted to find it first. Currently, adults who are convicted of, of having oral or anal sex with a minor under those circumstances are automatically added to the state's sex offender registry. SB 145 will eliminate right. automatic sex um, offender registry in those cases and give judges discretion to make that case. Wait, are we yeah. just... Are we just saying that they have the discretion whether to add them to the registry or not? Right. Yes. Whether they would be convicted of that particular sex offender crime and be added to the registry. They're still going to be convicted of a crime. It's just a matter rape, of right? yeah. whether it's and, going to be. And the, and the sentencing is the same. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know I if the sentence that that's, is the same. Okay. But, that, I, I, but I, the original example was, you said, give us an example of where legislatures are doing this kind of thing. And I think that would kind of fit into what yeah, that, that is. That is a that is definitely an example. I don't know who was pushing for that and how that would get passed in, you know, everyone talks about the gridlock. I don't know where the overwhelming will came to ease up on 
But Kevin, okay, then if you were gay, you would automatically be sentenced. If you're not gay, you okay. wouldn't automatically be. All right, you know? all right. So from what yes, from what I do understand, there is a problem. We're not talking about, and we're giving the judge discretion. We're not talking about you know men having sex with fourteen year old girls. Apparently, in the well, gay that's community, that's, that's part of it. Part so of there's it many sections. They so, do have they do have the discretion, but from what I understand from like Mayo Yelanopoulos and all these guys, apparently in the gay community, it's like not as uncommon for fifteen year old people to have sex with twenty five year old people, and it might not be worth going to jail your entire life, and maybe that is kind of the impetus to well, put. No, no, so, no, Kevin. It's just okay. it's just a matter of treating a heterosexual and a homosexual the same crime the same. So let me read it, please. The, the, the intent of SB 145 said, uh, he said, is to address cases in which two people close of age, a 18-year-old and a 17-year-old dating in high school, for example, are in a sexual relationship. The 18-year-old can still be convicted of a sex offense, but should not automatically be registered as a sex offender. I, I agree with that. I'm sorry. Oh, it's yes. only oh, yeah. up until 10 years older. Yes. I thought it only yes. 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 Up, yes. Until. up until. I thought it was only 10 Eight. years and older. No, no, okay. no, no. Okay. I, 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 Here's I, another one. I, it's appalling well, that, that makes in sense. It's appalling that in that in 2020, Californians continue to discriminate against LGBTQ people by mandating that LGBTQ people young people be placed on sex offender registries in this situations where straight people aren't required to be placed on on the registry. Back to what um, Mike said, it was to also treat yeah. them the same. Okay, the vast majority. About, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, Chris. Go ahead. The vast majority of sorry. the criticism towards the bill was focused on a provision that has been in the state's sex offender registry law for decades: a 10-year age gap between the minor and the adult. Now, also, guys, there will be most likely cases where. A parent of a minor, a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, is known to be dating someone 25 or 24, right? The parents are okay with that That little girl, probably, or little boy, if he's dating an older woman, that's rare, whatever. Could be annoying, but the parents are okay with that. For example, like Alvis. Alvis married a 13-year-old. You know what I mean? That's gross, you know? But I, he did. I have a question. Do we have any statistics in terms of, like, judge's discretion and what percentages he disallowed no we don't i just barely started. found the it fucking law right now you know what i mean because we were talking about a law that we didn't know i just found it okay. i did not well go and again this. to go back to the original concept the john was you know john again yeah he's talking about you know uh chinking away i think that's really the point i'm getting from john the chinking away of morality in america can we say chipping away not chinking away yeah yeah okay. <laughs> sorry i'm not trying to be an asshole yeah yeah, just, yeah 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 no no chipping away at the at the foundation of what we believed our values and you know we continue to just move you know toward a more liberalization of a society and bottom line i think john's point is the kids are bearing the brunt of this Fair enough, John. John, is that is that what you feel? I would agree with pretty much everything Mike just said. Yeah, I, I think I, it's I, it's always the the children who are going to suffer the worst in, in all this stuff. And I can give you more examples than that. I think that was a good example because I don't I don't trust the, some of these judges. Man, make some crazy decisions, yeah, and I would fair. hate for it to 
come down to like, man, think about, think about some of the crazy decisions in some of these rape cases that it's two college students. Like, Oh, you know, if we put this, put this guy in prison for raping this girl, that's going to ruin his life. So we're going to give him three months probation. That's, that's the kind of decision that worries me to death about any sort of sexual assault thing. Yeah, we all, I mean, I, I definitely think that that's, you know, that's definitely a bad thing. And I think that, you know, there's definitely a lot of movements bringing a, a lot of that to light and hopefully things change. I think people, there's a feeling that things are getting kind of better over time. Well, and I, I'm sorry, go I, ahead, Kevin. Sorry. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't really know, you know, if things are actually getting better or things are getting worse, but I would like to examine both views and kind of, you know, see if they're accurate. Well, as the representative of the audience, um, I know there are some people who feel that since Biden has been in office, he's been more focused on on finding his daughter's diary than cracking down on child sex offenders. Do any of us believe that's a possibility? That's ridiculous. That's no good. That's, that's just, just that's, yeah. That's just well, like I'm a- telling you a fact that you know, as a representative of the audience, that some people feel. Is there that's anything we could? Is there anything we, okay, so let me ask you the question. You can answer it. Is, is there anything you could tell the audience to tell them why that's a false belief? Kevin? Oh, I was, that was just like a trendy talking point. I don't think anyone actually thinks that there's more manpower hours by the FBI going to find a diary than it would, than there would be fighting child trafficking. That's just insane. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Why should there be any manpowers, any federal law enforcement powers being put towards finding a diary when when we don't have infinite resources of the government? If you're taking that manpower away to go raid journalist homes to find a diary, then you have removed them from any other crime they can be they can be investigating. Yeah, they, yeah, that shouldn't happen for sure. I'm not gonna like you know defend the diary thing, but I'm just saying saying that it like you know took resources from pedophilia is a little uh, a little much. Well, where were those? We don't know where those FBI agents were assigned before that. And I'll, Chris, I, obviously, I'll take the uh, Biden spending more time doing things as opposed to sexual uh, children trafficking. I mean, here's the thing. We, we, we don't have infinite resources at the federal law enforcement level. We have a certain number of agents, of processors, of data analysts, sorry, uh, analysts, of engineers, of forensic scientists, whatever you want to do with just federal assets. When we're putting those things, taking those assets out of that pool and putting them towards something, that means that there is something else that is not being investigated. So, for example, let me give you a big one here. Let's let's throw a big elephant on this thing right now. We have, as of January, we had 725 people that were arrested, that we used federal law enforcement man hours to go to 48 different states and arrest people who were at the Capitol on January 6th. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, yeah. whether, you, whether you think this was Sedition good or, or not. bad, Mm-hmm. We, we, again, 725 people, which means that not only did we have FBI agents going to 
get the arrest warrants, going to talk to judges, going to do the investigations mm-hmm. on these things, going to bring those people and then transporting them back to DC. Mm-hmm. We have all of these man hours on this. That's a far are they being about, are they being charged with insurrection? Are they being convicted of insurrection? The number one conviction that the government has on those 75 people, I'm sorry, 725 people, anyone want to guess what it is? Trespassing. That is actually number two. Ah, okay. Uh, Which is a misdemeanor, uh, by the way. Number one uh, is parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building, which is also a misdemeanor. Number three, the third most... uh, prevalent conviction of those 725 people is disorderly conduct, which is another one. We are spending tons. The FBI director, uh, I can't remember what his name, Christopher Ray, Christopher Ray mm-hmm. said that he was proposing the largest manhunt in us history. And what are we getting? Are we getting criminals? Are we getting people charged and convicted of insurrection? Are we getting people charged with murder? Are we getting people charged Uh, convicted for all these other type of things. No, we're getting them convicted of misdemeanors as opposed to, and we've taken all of these assets. We've taken assets that analyze video. We've taken assets of investigators tracking these people down. We've taken assets of FBI agents going, talking to judges, going to their houses, arresting them, bringing them back. Where could those assets have been used better? Almost anywhere. Why are we using federal law enforcement to convict people of misdemeanors when there's such a large amount of worse crime out there. But we do have agents working on saving children, right? I mean, no, do I we mean, have, do we have some? Yes. Okay. I mean, would we, how many children would we be able to save if we took all of the assets from that, from these misdemeanor yeah, convictions? But- and put them onto other cases. Mike, we put them onto murders. Sorry, we put sorry, them onto no, trafficking. No. We put them onto other things like that. Well, in all fairness, you know, sir, I mean, this did happen at Washington, D.C., right? So this did happen at our states, I mean, at our country's capital. So people, yeah. convi- people convicted of misdemeanors. Uh, again, I, I'm misdemeanors. sure they're getting these are, people. These are not felony charges that they're being convicted well, on. They're not being convicted some, on mass murder or bombing or anything like that. I mean, they're, we are putting federal law enforcement for misdemeanors, misdemeanor convictions. You cannot tell me that's a victory. No one is saying it's a victory, but the argument has moved so far. We, I thought we were talking about pedophilia, and now because well, who's to blame? we have we have okay, in- So let me give you a specific example of child trafficking that we have going on right now. Okay. Right this very second, the southern border. We yeah. continue to have people bring over children who are not their relation in any way, shape, or form. We have unaccompanied minors coming across that the government, by the way, in a five-month period, our administration lost, lost 45,000 unaccompanied minors. You can look that up on Axios. You can look it up on on a couple of different places on there. We we have people coming through who literally are getting released, or excuse me, or are getting processed 
And then they're being sent to what's called sponsors. It's somebody who will take them. Not a parent, not a legal guardian. We don't know who the hell they are, but they're taking these kids. There are uh, rules. There are rules for that, John. There are. But that rules. vetting, that vetting has been pulled way, way back. Okay. Okay. That just. And I, and I would let say know. this too. Remember that when we had that big issue in Texas again at the ICE detention center, we had a bunch of congressmen. I don't know, a bunch. I'm sorry, like three or four right. congressmen and three or four right. senators that went down there, started visiting the the center, where the kids were telling them, "Hey, there are people in here assaulting kids. People are getting molested." Little boys getting sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We there that was a big report. It was a big deal coming out there. What did our administration do? Did our administration go and start deporting the people that had assaulted these kids? No. Did they at least start an investigation on these on these incidents? No. What did they do? They pulled vetting back and then started processing these people faster. So now we have these people going just out into the world that are being going all over the United States that could be molesters, that could be child rapists, because we didn't do anything about it. Our administration did not do crap about okay, this John, thing. Is it fair to say this <clears throat> became a problem as of January 1, 2020? I mean, this didn't occur under Trump, or has this all happened since Trump? The 45,000 or which? Because the ICE no, no, detention center general, was under the, Biden. The 45,000 was the first okay. five months of January 2021. Okay. okay. Sorry, that's the first good. five months of 2021. Sorry, starting okay, in January. Sure, that needs to be looked up. I understand well, that. But, but under did this, this, did this center, I'm sorry. Did the ability to not identify and the vetting ahead, was that happening before or has this happened since? I mean, I assume it must, some of it was going on before. Because I, I, I happened to look at that part about the vetting, of, and I saw where the border, because I was looking up pedophilia cases, and, and, and went to the border, and I read several articles about the border, and I read an article about the government. There, actually, there was a Senate committee that did a report on that, wasn't there? And they talked about the holes, and they talked about the fact that they're not doing as much vetting as they used to do, and this is the, there's a process. They need to do this, 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 this. And it's very clear what they should be doing. Am I fair so far? Does that sound fair? What they should be doing? Because it's in law. It's in it's in the books. But apparently, you're right. Some of them are getting through. Uh, so I, I understand what you're saying. That seems accurate. So is this multiplied times five since Biden came on? What's your opinion on that? Sorry, I was on mute. Um, yeah, I would say it's, it's absolutely multiplied. We had in, in previous to this, we had the, we had two things that were working to help us identify who was coming across and trying to do background checks on them. One was the remain in Mexico policy, which is being ignored right now, even though there's a Supreme court decision saying that we have to go back to it. John, may I that process slowed down the people coming across where we were able to. Now the drawback to what was happening at that time was that parents were being separated from children so that we could do a DNA test to actually figure out is does this child really belong to this person? And what we were finding then was that just about one third, it's a little less, it was like 31% did not belong, or sorry, were not a genetic relative to that person, even though the person said, yes, this is my son, this is my daughter. And then those people were being separated 
Now, the, the thing with that is there was a big stink raise about it saying we're separating kids from parents and we're doing right. this for this, this amount. And there was lawsuits filed about it because we had people coming over who were members of either trafficking organizations that were members of drug cartels that may not even have been in that, that particular thing may not even have been related to it. They just may have been getting in here so they can get, get past the border. But we had a ton of that stuff. We had, or sorry, we had a, a slower process of that coming across. And this is not just people from Latin America. This is not just people from Mexico, from Central America, from South America. According to the administration's own numbers, these are this is 150 countries where people are coming across, where kids are coming across, and this is the type of stuff that we have in here. It'd be in one Mexico, thing, it, they're coming. 150 countries citizens are coming across it from Mexico. Coming across that border. That that, that border, is that border. Okay. Yeah, that is this administration's numbers. Heavy, heavy. Um, uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. Not just people who are Latin, but people from the Caribbean, yeah, people from Africa, of, people from Asia, of, uh, people from East Asia, from the Middle East, people from Europe, people from Russia, Russia people from uh, Eastern China, European countries, Japan. But but on the on the southern border, on the southern border. Okay, gotcha. Okay, by this, the way, this I, is I, the I, kind of stuff, man, that just drives me up the wall. Yeah, but I'm not trying to talk over you guys, but I get so I know, and that's up fine, about and that's what we appreciate. Kids or trafficking, yeah. but my God, why? What are Hold we on. doing here? Why are okay. we allowing this kind so, of stuff? So, 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 I'm, I, I, I went to both the uh, Center for Immigration, you know, and as well as Axios. So we hammered former President Trump. In 2018, when he lost about 1,500 children, uh, at this time during the Biden administration, we've we've lost contact to 4,500. Now we we no, it's, uh, it's 45,000. Well, it's I'm, not 4,500. There are around 4,500 such minors at the end of May. Yeah, it's who have it's 40 percent of the 114,000 that came across, which is 45,600. So if so, if I go back to this is Axios, and now if if I go back to the uh, the um, let me give you the this it's it's the SICIS org, which is the Center for uh, Immigration Studies. Uh, they use the years from 2014 to 2020 to get the 45,000. So, John, question. Uh, hold on, let me finish because I kind of want to answer his thing because he's pointing out that it's 45,000. But okay. and the Center for for Immigration Studies, this website is, you know, they hammer Biden on this. They hammer him on this. But they're using from 2014 to 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 2020. I'm just using the Biden administration, which is 4,500. So because I mean, again, and I will send you the link, John, as well, you know, and next week you could correct me if I misunderstood something. So the 45,000 comes from a six year span, but I'm just doing the Biden, which is 45. And that's from Axios that I got the 45. OK, so I'm uh, using the CBP data. OK, and I'm well, I mean, let me send you this and then we'll, we'll, we'll cross reference. So um I just want to be clear on that. So there we go. Go ahead, Kevin. Yep. Uh, I had a qu uh, So I was wondering what happened with 
the wall like why isn't the wall built what? i thought we were going to build a wall well I, I know there was like some problem with the senate and all that but do you what, what was kind of your view of like what fell through with uh mexico building the wall and that great success that was supposed to happen day one biden has signed an executive order to stop construction on the wall if you actually go down to the border you can or if you look up i mean you can look up videos of it but i didn't want to do that but we literally have materials sitting on the ground rusting and rotting and we have construction crews that are still being paid because the contract is still going on Mm -hmm. to not do anything so i'm I'm going to close down this this topic now because we've been an hour just on this topic alone. Um, I I think our first explanation of the issue is the loss of morality over a administration being the focal point of where society is going. Because, you know, to be fair, uh, I am not trying to insult any of my conservative brethren, but when uh, we did have a conservative in the administration, it wasn't like our morality, our morality or our society was going, you know, more moral at all. So I don't believe it's the administration. I don't think it's any administration. I think it's society in general. And that's just my opinion, not the, not the opinions uh, shared by those on panel. So let's go right, on. One more thing, Chris, cause I, yes. uh, I, I, John, I, um, I called Chris on this one, uh, about, three weeks ago, the Biden administration was being sued by immigration groups because he had, he was doing the Trump policy. He was making them remain in Mexico and which, which was a complete flip-flop from what he started. When he first came in, executive orders, get rid of those policies, stupidest fucking thing you could do (laughs) because the policies were working and now he's completely reversed himself to go, oh, I guess those Trump policies were pretty good. But just I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. His administration was sued because he was keeping immigrations in Mexico. So check that one out. Okay. Okie dokie. All right. So uh, our second topic is what to do with pedophiles when they are released from prison. Uh, you know, uh, go to three, go to the third topic if I recommend because it kind of uh, it ties in. You know what I mean? It ties in more with Florida's creating. I agree. With that. It, it, it's creating we can, a legislative. We can answer effect. the second one really quick. What, what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 one pedophile topic at night. No, but yeah, and I w- I also agree with John. We probably could do this very quickly. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty easy. Okay. No disagreement on this. Okay. One. Yeah. Okay. 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 Just just for the public record. Yes. They shouldn't get prison sentences. They should get the death penalty. Any anyone who is a who is sexually abusing children should should get the death penalty. Should not go to prison. Then we that's just my opinion. Okay. So we're gonna go to topic number three. Florida's don't say gay bill. Does anybody know what that bill's about? I don't. John, do you know? Yep. Give it to us. So there is a there is a bill that's been introduced into the Florida House. It's passed the Florida House and Senate. It's been signed by Ron DeSantis. Basically, that is saying that we should not teach children um, who are not of an appropriate age about 
uh, sex. And in part of that is that you should not be bringing up uh, gender studies to younger children. So you shouldn't be bringing up uh, homosexuality, straight sexuality, polyamorous, or whatever, whatever other words are out there that I don't, I don't know. Um, that you should be waiting until there's an appropriate age to do so. So basically, it was it was saying, don't teach kindergartner sex ed of any kind. What's the appropriate age? Anyone know? Mm, that's part of my thing that I want to talk about. Oh yeah. Mm. Sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I just uh, the, I, 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 is, is that, is, is that how, how you want to close it, John? With, that, with that's pretty. Yeah. I couldn't okay. take myself off mute there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's to my understanding, that's what the bill is. Yeah, okay. that's pretty accurate. Uh, uh, it Mike. includes it. Mm-hmm. It includes counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows parents to enact a civil suit. Um, it builds on an earlier. Parents' Bill of Rights, which was passed in 2021, where um, basically the state can infringe on a parent's right to parent, to direct upbringing, to educate healthcare, mental health, and minor child. Uh, if the state does tries to educate in those areas, basically what a parent should be doing, it must show that the action is reasonable and necessary to the interest of the child in the state. So basically this is, and, and the other part of that component is parents need to be informed mm-hmm. about the child's educational programs so that if they want to know exactly what is being taught to their children, they have the right to know that. So those, the second bill, the one we're talking about today, build on the earlier bill from 2021. So- I mean, Mike, you would know that, you know, from being a teacher, you know, your curriculum is pretty public knowledge, isn't it? Right. It pretty much is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, would, it would be unusual if there was in the lower grades curriculum that was talking about all of that. But my guess is John probably has some examples of somewhere in the United States where that is happening. Is that fair, John? Are you being tongue-in-cheek, yeah. Mike? No, think, I'm not. Okay. No. I think, I'm, yeah, I think the Texas deal was probably the most widespread, yeah. not just with the one book, but with the um, – the, uh, are you talking about the woman that said they were talking about anal sex? I don't know anal sex. I don't want my kids to have anal sex. Are you talking about that one, that book? By the that, way, or is that some, another example? No, no that, was, that was one thing, but that was in I, – I, I think that that was more about it's in the library and why aren't they yes, doing it without yeah. a library. Okay. So right. there, would, there have been some classes that are in relationship to – that are elementary school. I'll just – put that way so elementary school where they start to teach them about gender studies or or sexual activities or things of that nature and one of them was that yeah there was something in regards to john them explaining what anal sex was john so um okay so when i first heard this bill i first heard about this bill two weeks ago and or sorry not two weeks ago last week some uh yeah two weeks ago actually and i was like you know i actually heard a and I heard a group talk about it that's anti this bill, and they're saying you know this does harm to 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 children, you know, and parents because you know sure what if they live in a big city and like Miami or you know whatever big city in in that state, and there's dude there's children that have two moms or two dads, 
you know, sure, those children are going to be exposed to that and they're going to be, you know, talked to about that. But what about in rural counties where they don't where, where they don't have that? This only, this helps children understand what's out in the bigger in the bigger world. And this also keeps homosexuality more of a secret. Some people know at a young age. Uh, we need to let them know that it's okay. This could prevent suicide and whatnot. And I was like, whoa, whoa, this is this is this is what? And I, I really didn't really understand it. So I said, okay. So I went out investigating, and then I was watching Fox News, and they were breaking it down to where, like, you know, slum liberals are really blowing this out of proportion. All the all of the uh, all the bill states is that you can't teach kindergartners to third grade about, you know, sexual orientation because who needs to know that at that age? And they're, and, you know, and they're trying to make it something more than it is. And then I said, oh, that doesn't sound like, yeah, like, uh, I mean, I guess I, I get that. Because at that time, I was watching Blue's Clues with my three-year-old. And in Blue's Clues, they, they're like, we're going to do parades and yay. And then the parade was Pride Parade. And I was like, Pride Parade, you know? And I was like, okay, that's weird. And it's Blue sitting there watching a parade with a cartoon drag person, a man dressed as a woman, a drag queen, singing in the song of the ants go marching one by one. And But instead of the ants, it was a dad and dad. And I was like, what? You know, my daughter doesn't really know about that. And now she's seeing that. And I was like, well, huh, that's weird. And I was like, I did. I really didn't want to deal with that. So I understood what they were saying in Fox News. So I got really, um, you know, confused on what the problem was. So I went and I looked up the bill and I really didn't know the harm in that bill. Because if you look at the bill, it's it's pretty straightforward. They, you know, they want parents to know what's happening in the school and they want control if they want their kid to participate. Am I, is everyone following me here? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand when, like when was, when are gender studies and sex ed normally taught Sixth grade. in school? Sixth grade, sixth grade. Sure. So what is the so, issue with so, not teaching? They're not being taught one through first through third grade. I'm well, fine with that. But I, well, exactly. I thought I was fine with that too. And by the way, this is, this is the song that me and my third grader was, was listening to. Cause I want you guys to, to know. Oh, what? Whoa. Sorry. That's my phone. Here it is. Here it is. Ready? Here it is. So. Um, I'm, I'm going to share my screen as well for everyone. Look at all these families. Please, everyone, look Hi at your families. screen. It's time for a pride parade. Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. This family has two mommies. They love each other so proudly. And they all go marching in the big And everyone see the screen? This is not Families marching is it? two by It's two. Blue's Clues, bro. It's Blue's Clues. Families marching yeah, see the big like blue thing? You see the little blue club? I do see it, but it just looks like blue, like Blue's Clues. So maybe I have to No, this is Blue's Clues. Yeah. Come on, friends. And it's a drag queen. Families marching three by three. Hurrah. 
I don't know why that dolphin's in a wheelchair, but it is. I mean, this is different. This is not in schools. I mean, you can, like, you know... But schools do show Moose Clues. In my job... Yes! How do you know that, Chris? Because I'm a nurse, and I'm a nurse to uh, children that, are, that have um, mental and physical disabilities. They're ably different. That's the correct, the correct term. And during differently able, differently able. Thank you. And during the um, pandemic, we've had Zoom schooling. Oh yeah, okay. And they will play Blues Clues and simple songs. Okay, your screen's still on, by the way. Oh, sorry. Let me stop sharing the screen. I thought you'd like seeing that Beaver family all excited. I don't know what that beaver family showing. Well, Kevin, you you know you brought up the big part early when you said, well, you know, and the only issue I have with the law is the word or, and it says or age appropriate. So what is going to be age appropriate? Yeah, and I have yeah, I have no issues true. with, uh, you know, nothing being taught uh, one or kinder K through six. I have no issues with that, but. Is that going to apply to high school kids? You know, because because I have some experience in that area, and uh, I'd be I'd I'd have some issues with there. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, you should definitely have uh, you know health class and sex ed class in high school or in sixth John, grade. What, what, what's your I, thought about that, John? About please about tell us age. about the blues clues first, John. Please, I'm I'm de desperate to know what he thinks about the blues clues thing. I'm sure he loves it. Well, I don't know. We're waiting. Come on, dude. You have us on suspense. He's on the opposite of what Kevin said. <laughs> <laughs> but kids, what? I mean, it, this, this again goes back to. Does it bother why, you? Why are we exposing me? kids? Yeah, you're making his case. Something that is focused <laughs> on who you are having sex with. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, and I don't know that it. I don't know that it focuses on that, John. It's just differences, people's differences. People are different. There are different parades. People are different. I don't know that that particular shot uh, would give kids the leap to, oh, my gosh. But uh. am I an asshole, Mike, that I feel uncomfortable needing to now bring this up to my daughter if she asks me? Right now, she's not paying attention, but a year or two years when she's five, that she's like, two, two mommies? Daddy, what does that mean? Oh, man, I don't really want to talk about this. Do I got to talk about this? You know what I mean? Do, do I really have to do that now? Can't can we just... Well, just play the blues clues for her. <laughs> but that's, that's the thing, though. That, that goes back yeah. to this thing about, not just age appropriate, but that goes back to this thing about kids losing their innocence. Why, why in the world should a... Should any kid, and, I, and I, let's just use the five-year-old thing, right? Yeah. Let's just throw that out. Why in the world should we ever put stuff in front of a child that is of a sexual nature of any kind? And if you, uh, I mean, I mean, you're I talking the, about the simple any, argument, you, what's what's the difference between a gay couple and a straight couple? It's because it's what's the only difference? John, you're frustrating Kevin. He he really wants Who to answer hey, you. What are you? Well, do you want to do one question at a time here? <laughs> I don't. Which question am I answering? <laughs> Whichever one you want to answer. I mean, the difference between a straight couple and a, and a gay couple, I believe, is uh, one is uh, goes with the opposite sex and one goes with the same sex. Just right. a quick, easy it's, answer. They're both, right, they're both human, right? There's, uh, not, there's not a lot of differences. One's not, 
one's not, you know, uh, from Mars and one's from Venus. They're, they're both humans. The difference is who they're having sex with. Yeah, what, I know. What I gender are they I having sex with? So we're gonna we're gonna ex- <laughs> we're gonna expose kids to that at well, five I, years old. The simple answer why you would do that is because they all go to daycare together. I guess sometimes yes. you go to parties and there's two mommies, and you just kind of have to explain different ways of life. And I agree that shouldn't be the school's job to do that at K through three or six or whatever. Uh, that's, you know, the parents job and, you know, they can choose not to tell their kids, you know, most kids aren't really that sharp. They just see one person picking the other guy up. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, And I think you're being a tad literal with the sexuality part, John. I don't, I mean, I think if you, if you're in, I think the argument he's making, yeah. I mean, legitimately it it is. If you're, if you're watching, if you're watching that particular thing and you're watching why is that man dressed funny well you know some people dress funny you're certainly not going to explain well you know because really he likes to have sex with the other guys well gay you know, people I, are I, not the I, only people that dress funny, funny. yeah i know mike i know <laughs> i'm just trying to i i was a bad example but yeah I'm why is that man wearing assless drag. chaps daddy <laughs> why does but he I, have I that yellow that, scarf around his neck I don't think sex is going to come into the conversation for, for the kid until he's later anyway, regardless of how you explain it. It's not yeah. going to be a sexual thing in kindergarten. Yeah, uh, you just explain some people have two mommies, and that's how their family's set up, and you don't really get into it. You don't go, you know, on Thursday night, this is, you know, they the like different to swing. techniques that they like to do. Yeah. yeah, It's like you don't get into that, you know? On Thursday nights, this they invite why, daddy to come and participate. What What is morally correct about that video that Chris just played being shown to five-year-olds? Well, my three-year-old shit. Yeah, I personally or three year olds or whatever age. I just threw out five, so yeah, I, yeah, I personally yeah. I personally wouldn't want to use blue clues to uh you know teach nuanced points to my children. Uh but I guess you know blues clues felt like some people it's awkward and if you want to use that video, uh but you it, can you can use the video. It, am I intolerant for feeling that way? No. Are you intolerant for not wanting your uh, daughter to see that? Yes. Um. Well, I mean, she's three, so I mean, I I do I do get the point. Am I an asshole, Kevin? Yes or no? Aspect. Just just answer my question. Am oh, I no. asshole? No, you're not an asshole. Uh, yeah. And I, and I don't think it's going to make a rip's worth of difference. I really don't, John. Not at that age. I really don't. Okay, I mean, at five. At this, they're looking. They're, I mean, they can look at it. A parade of animals walking down. They can look at a parade of soldiers walking down. They can look at a parade of whatever's walking down. I don't. I don't think they're going to make you know connections any deeper well, than just the visual what they're seeing, and that's about end. That's about it. And well, so if they see, and I, and to your point though, if they see that ten times, then they're not surprised about it later on. Should they be? I don't know. I don't know when they're seven. Well, I, well, I've seen those prays before. Oh, yeah. I've well, seen those. Mike, I don't know if I go with that argument, uh, you know, that they're not, they're not, they're just like seeing the lights. I mean, then you could go, you could put anything on there then and justify it. You're like, ah, oh, they're, you know, they, they just like the pretty lights. But they're seeing, they're seeing the visual and they're seeing different things and they're seeing the man or they're seeing, I mean, I didn't get to see, I couldn't see it real well in the definition of my phone right, here. Let me but, go send it but to you. It's then, just a bunch like, of people just 
walking down, marching along. Hurrah, hurrah. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see much there. I, John, I want to ask you a question um, about high school. Are we cool with high school kids, um, you know, getting, getting information? Up. You're on mute again, man. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't understand the question. Well, uh, you know, are you, cause the law says or age appropriate. Okay. Are high school kids age appropriate to start learning about, um, some of these things and, uh, having questions. Is that age appropriate for, for high school kids in most situations or again, does it depend on the subject? So in regards to Sorry, Kevin. in regards to sexual education, I think number one, that should come from the family. That the, the family should decide when that child is age appropriate. The family should decide that. Kevin. The problem is, and what we run into is we have, and I think Chris brought this up earlier in regards to parents and responsibility and things like that. We have we have parents that never talk to their kids about anything. They don't talk to them about morality, they don't talk to them about uh, being good, being bad, being anything in between. And so the, in, in regards to this, then we get these, these issues of where, oh, well, the government should step in and, and teach that to the child. The number one, again, it should go back. The parents should be the ones to first introduce that in there. Yeah, I, I agree okay. with him. So Are you if not we, giving if, them if we enough take that... time by 14 to teach your child? A lot of, a lot of, you haven't been there yet. You haven't been there yet. Wait till you're there. With your I have kid. not been there. I'm just saying, like, by the time you're 14, I feel like you probably should have brought it up. And then you, I didn't hear the answer to the question. I thought it was, you know. Did like, your yeah. dad, did your dad, when you were 14? Um, but by the time I was 14, no, my dad never told me about it. Uh, ah. He was very, yeah. His so dad I'm told glad. him about it once his wife got pregnant. Right. <laughs> but I'm not, and I'm not criticizing you. I'm making my no, point. No, the point I is get a lot it. Of parents, I'm glad I got don't. it in a high school in oh. school. Yeah. You know, yeah. I thought you got it on your wedding night, <laughs> right? I still actually am not really sure how it happens. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, another thing, John. I have some personal experience. Um, I can think because I, I started thinking about this topic as a teacher. Um, I have. I mean, I can think of two different guys who uh, revealed to me that they were gay and their parents didn't know. How do you feel about that? Why did they reveal it to you, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a funny how do I, Sorry. How do I feel about them telling you or how do I feel about what? Yeah, well, you, you, it, it fits in the topic area, right? In other words, they didn't want to tell their parents. They didn't. They couldn't tell their parents. So they, they, they relied on somebody that they felt trust with and revealed it to me. Well, my first impression is I think that's sad. I think, I think that children and parents should have a better relationship where they can talk about a lot of things. And I, I think that there is a real breakdown in the family that's, that has been happening for a long time where kids don't feel like they can trust their parents or... Uh, feel like they can reveal struggles or whatever they can with that. So the, my first impression is I feel sorry for, for both of those kids because they can't trust their parents. Very common though. I guarantee I read, did a lot of, a lot of, that was one of the criticisms of the bill was, and it talked about 
this one girl said, man, I, the first person I could ever talk to was my junior high teacher. If I couldn't have talked to her, I don't know. I couldn't go to my parents and say that. I mean, can you imagine uh, some certain fathers? Hey, dad, uh, 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 I'm gay. I got to tell you. Oh, man. Man, there'd be some pretty negative, especially go back in time. So this is a fairly recent phenomenon where people can feel or, or feel comfortable with coming out at an early age. And that's that's part of the topic here is that, you know, our, as a society, can we create a comfort zone where it's not such a trauma that a kid has to come out and, uh, you know, reveal, which is still a pretty heavy-duty thing, I think. I think in today's world, it's still pretty heavy with families. I, I mean, I agree, but I don't see any issue. that I don't see that really coming up in K through third grade or K through No, six. no, no. I'm talking about later. That's why I said. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, he says that the beef is that it does a specific age appropriate. And I mean, I don't so, I mean, but if you were to ask any conservative who's looking at this bill, they're like, duh, they mean like K through third. But it really doesn't say, so it gives too much wiggle room to prevent no, I teaching. Think, I think the bill is actually designed so that if they do, if that particular school that is going into is going to teach sexual education to, and I'm, let's just say 10th grade, right? The yeah. parents have the ability to see that's on the schedule and say, I don't want my kid to participate in that. I, I think either, that's either fair. Through reasons You're because allowed to do they that want now. to they want you, to teach that. Not if they not if they don't know, not if they can't see the, the school yeah. curriculum. And there's there's places where the school curriculum is not visible to parents. I don't know if that's accurate. Okay, so how yeah, about this? Pretty, I can tell you the problem. school across the street from me, less than a hundred yards away from me, does not put their curriculum up so parents can see it. So what's the, what what level? What grade level? High school. Is it high school? Oh, wow. Don't you get a syllabus in the beginning of the year? Like, it's not top secret information. I think they have to tell you. You have to learn it. They have to tell you it. Like, I don't. Okay. Yeah, but not not the nuts and bolts of all the, uh, they, of, 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 of a specific class. That's fair. You know, they, te- unless, they tell you what you courses you're going to take. So if you were going to take health, it doesn't right. tell you everything they're going to teach you in that class. If you take math, or whatever level of math you're at, they're not going to tell you, okay, on today's date, we're going to teach the Pythagorean theorem. Mike, tell me. We're going to teach you how to calculate the the area of a triangle. Mike, tell me if I'm wrong here, though, but, I mean, aren't people really upset that most curriculum is kind of, like, top-down and it's too uniform? Well, in terms of state standards, you're talking about state standards. Yeah, but in response to John's question, in a, I'm pretty sure in a, it still happens, and I've been out for a while, John. But like in a junior high, when you teach the unit on sex ed, you communicate to the parents, and I think you send home a paper and yes. say, "Hey, we're going to be teaching a unit on sex ed. Uh, is it acceptable to you?" And then the parents have to sign it and bring it back. So that's yeah. that. Ha- that I was in our district. I was on I'll be honest with you. I don't know the answer to that. Okay, yeah, guys. In our district. Okay. Thank you very much for listening to We Could Be Wrong. Who cares? I'm sorry that this seems awkward cut, but we are out of time. Please tune in next week.